Last week, I started with a prayer, and I prayed for an accordion player, and I told the story of when I was with a praise band and how it came about that I prayed for an accordion player. Well, I just want to point out, God really has a sense of humor. You want to give us that, that demo, that uh, audition tape we had? Someone was auditioning for the job. Great, Scotty. That's Scotty, Christine Grevick's grandson, wanted to make sure that we knew that he would play for us. As I said, God has a sense of humor, and so we continue to pray for um, the talents of multiple musicians. Give us a few more years, Scotty, and uh, yeah, we could work you in. So... Uh, do we have any guests today here for the first time that are willing to let us know that you're our guest? Because we, we have a brochure that is, explains who we are and what we do here. Um, yeah, right here, Larry, the green shirt and the pale blue blouse. Welcome, welcome this morning. We, we hope you find this a wonderful, joyous experience. We, we try to make sure that our worships are joyous and lighthearted and at the same time properly respectful and, and, and riches. Um, we have sign-up books for, for readers and ushers. Um, if you've been coming here and would like to start taking part 
and being part of the worship here to, to read, to come up and read the, uh, the lessons for the week and take those parts, or to, to be an usher is a wonderful way to get started. So the books are in the back. Just ask as you go out, and you'll be shown uh, where they are. We also are looking to expand our altar guild. For years, Chris Viola has taken this on herself, and she has now asked for help. Wonderful thing. Um, and Virginia Orlando has stepped up, but we can always use more folks to help out with altar guild. So if you're interested, uh, you can see Chris or you can see Virginia, and they'll point you in the right direction. Uh, there are weekly announcements in the insert for stuff that's coming up in the future, so I take your attention to that. That's that other separate page beside the, uh, the bulletin. But this week, today, besides the, ba- the baptism of Mason McNair and increasing the family of our church here, we are also having our Oktoberfest celebration after the service and where have we provided let me get this right, beer, brat, and buns, and then there's also covered dishes, so there's plenty of food, so even if you haven't signed up, please take a moment, come, and join us for lunch. Um, Wednesday night, we have, we we're having a movie night. I'll be showing the movie Joshua, which is, what if Jesus came back and just started living among us? What would that look like? So that's what this movie is. It's a wonderful movie. Um, we figured out that we do it about halfway and we take an inter- intermission. And I have a list of probing questions to think over as you read the, watch this movie. And we stop when we do some at intermission and stop and some at the end. And we provide, there's no cost, and we provide the snacks, the popcorn, and the hot dogs and the typical movie fare that goes there. So that's Wednesday at 6 o'clock in Kyle Hall. Saturday, the music jam is at 1 o'clock in Kyle Hall. Um, Monday the 30th, so not tomorrow, but the following week, there will be a memorial service for Jack and Joanne Morse's daughter, Linda Sarakowski, and it'll be at 11 a.m. So that's one week from tomorrow at 11 a.m., a memorial service for Jack and Joanne's daughter. And... This is also a reminder that as we have a few slots opening on council this year, we would like you to to submit names, and you can do it anonymously. There's the box right next to the door of my office. You just put the name in there. Um, That doesn't mean they're on council. That means we will ask them if they feel like they're up to serve. We're coming to that time of year, and we need to get some names together for nominations for council. So if you think of somebody in this congregation who you would think would be a good leader to serve on council, submit their name. Might be good to talk to them, but you don't have to. We'll talk to them. Um, Are there any other announcements for today? Is that a hand? Yes, Dwayne. Okay. How do you do, Nicholas? Welcome back. Welcome back. Now, do we have children who want to come up and help me with a children's mess? I see a whole bunch of children here today. I invite you, I promise there's no, there's no biting, there's no fighting, there's all that. But there might be hopping like frogs, but that's good. You can come up. Don't be shy. That'd be great. 
You can come up. It's all right. She can, you can come up. Come on up. She might join you. There's still prizes. So, how many people have seen Harry Potter or read Harry Potter books? Right. And what's the thing about Harry Potter? What are they able to do? Magic, right? They go, Wingardium Leviosa, and things will raise up. Magic. Well, we don't deal with magic here. But we deal with something, yeah, I do too. <laughs> but we deal with something even more precious, even more wonderful, and that's mystery. We're invited to be part of the mystery of a faith of God. And one of the things that we're invited to do, which maybe doesn't seem like it makes all that sense, it's to anoint with oil, okay? Now, I have all these different oils here. And this morning, when Mason is baptized, he will be anointed with oil. But also, because it's the last... No, it's not the last Sunday of the month, so I don't have to worry about that. The last Sunday of the month, we do healing, and people come over, and they get anointed with oil. But I have all these different oil here, and I want to know if you think anyone is more special. This is a chrism oil, which is what the bishop will then bless all this oil. And then this is one from 2008. So this is a vintage chrism oil. And then I got an oil here. This is the holy oil from the holy land. So when I was in Israel in April, I got this oil. I also got some other ones here. Here's one that is anointing oil that has nard in it. And there's a story in the Bible where Jesus, a woman anoints Jesus' feet with nard. Nard. And it has a, it has a particular smell. You want to check that out? Can you smell that? It's not offensive. It's just, it's just a different smell. And nard was very expensive. It was, it was a perfume. You want to smell? No? Okay. You want to smell? Hmm. And here we have one. That is frankincense. Remember when Jesus was born, the wise men brought frankincense as one of the gifts? Well, frankincense also has, has a particular smell. You want to check that one out? You want to check it out? No? You want to, you want to check this? Nope. Okay. I don't blame you. I, I, I'm a guy. We don't. You know, sometimes that whole thing about smell. And here's myrrh. That was the other thing that Jesus was, was blessed with. Now, want to check myrrh out? Okay. You want to try that? No? Myrrh? You smell it? Smell it? Huh? Smell it? Not you. Okay. So, and then I even have a bottle of mystery here. I don't think, I think this is just plain olive oil, but it was the prettiest bottle. So, would anybody like to be anointed? Okay, well, let's use, I just got this fresh. This is from Bishop Pedro M. Suarez. And even for, hey, Bishop, how you doing? For a Lutheran, he's a really nice guy. Um, so, who wanted to be anointed? Okay. With the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You would like it? Okay. Knowing the Father and the Son 
and the Holy Spirit. And like I said, this is so much better than magic because this is a blessing. Would you like to be anointed? In the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. How about you? You want to be blessed? No? You? No? Okay. Okay, let's pray. Dear God, in a world where we wish we want magic, it's really your mystery that we need. Help us to always seek out and learn more about you and our relationship with you, and especially as you have given us yourself through your son, Jesus Christ. May we grow in that mystery and be more confounded by it each day we live. We pray all this in Jesus' name, and let everybody say, Amen. Amen. Thanks a lot. You're all welcome to grab a, a prize, take one. You're welcome to come up and get a prize too. You want to come up and get a prize? You want your sister to bring you one? You want to pick one up for your sister too? Okay, well, pick one for your cousin. Thanks for clearing that up. I invite those who were able to stand as we begin our worship. <clears throat> Blessed be God, the one who forms us, Jesus, who bears the cross, and the Spirit, who makes our joy complete. Amen. Let us bow before God in humility, confessing our sin. Steadfast and faithful God, you have revealed the ways of justice, yet we fail to follow you. We are overwhelmed by the world's violence and suffering. We are afraid to risk what we have for the sake of others, for the harm we have caused, known and unknown. Forgive us. For the unjust demands we place on others and your creation. Forgive us. For the ways we turn away from you and our neighbor. Forgive us. Lead us back to you and set us on the right path. In the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Beloved in Christ, God's justice stretches beyond all understanding. God's compassion is beyond compare. In Jesus, God is always making a new way for us. In Christ, you are already, always, and completely forgiven. Amen.
morning. morning. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all and also with you. Please join me in praying the prayer of the day. Sovereign God, raise your throne in our hearts. Created by you, let us live in your image. Created for you, let us act for your glory. Redeemed by you, let us give you what is yours through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from Isaiah. Thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have grasped to subdue nations before him and strip kings of their robes, to open doors before him, and the gates shall not be closed. I will go before you and level the mountains. I will break in pieces the doors of bronze and cut through the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and riches hidden in secret places so that you may know that it is I, the Lord, the God of Israel, who call you by your name. For the sake of my servant Jacob and Israel, my chosen, I call you by your name. I surname you, though you do not know me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. Besides me, there is no God. I arm you, though you do not know me, so that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is no one besides me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I form light and create darkness. I make weal and create woe. I, the Lord, do all these things. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us read responsively Psalm 96. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Proclaim God's salvation from day to day. Declare God's glory among the nations and God's wonders among all peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised more to be feared than all gods. As for all gods of the nations, they are but idols, but you, O Lord, have made the heavens. Majesty and magnificence are in your presence. Power and splendor are in your sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, you families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord honor and power. Ascribe to the Lord the honor due the holy name. Bring offerings and enter the courts of the Lord. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Tremble before the Lord, all the earth. Tell it out among the nations. The Lord is king. The one who made the world so firm that it cannot be moved will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the sea thunder and all that is in it. Let the field be joyful and all that is therein. Then shall all the trees of the wood shout for joy at your coming, O Lord, for you come to judge the earth. You will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with your truth. A reading from First Thessalonians. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. We always give thanks to God for all of you and mention you in our prayers. 
constantly remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers and sisters, beloved by God, that he has chosen you because our message of the gospel came to you, not in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. Just as you know what kind of persons we proved to be among you for your sake, and you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for in spite of persecution, you received the word with joy inspired by the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. For the word of the Lord has sounded forth from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but in every place your faith in God has become known, so that we have no need to speak about it. For the people of these regions report about us what kind of welcome we had among you and how you turned to God from idols to serve a living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the wrath that is coming. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Gospel according to Matthew, the 22nd chapter. Then the Pharisees went and plotted to entrap Jesus in what he said. So they sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and teach the way of God in accordance with truth and show deference to no one for you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us, then, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. 
Then he said to them, whose head is this and whose title? They answered, the emperor's. Then he said to them, give therefore to the emperor the thing that are the emperor's and to God the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were amazed and they left him and went away. The gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. I have a confession. I'm a Phillies fan. I've been a Phillies fan my whole life. Now, let me, let me, let me quantify that when I say I'm a Phillies fan. I haven't watched a baseball game since 1993, and it, was, it turned out it was the last game of the World Series, and it was the Phillies versus, I believe, the Toronto Blue Jays, and I only watched it because my good friend, someone I grew up with, someone who grew up basically across the street from me, had become an anti-Phillies fan because he had moved to New York, so he, vote for, he would root for anybody but the Phillies, and I watched the Phillies lose this final game and lose the World Series that night. That was the last baseball game I watched, and I probably didn't even watch the whole thing because I'm not a spectator, really not. But I am a Phillies fan. And were they playing last night? Did they play? Did they win or lose? Okay, yay. That's the extent of my fandom. Um, if, you'd have lost, if they'd have lost, I said, aw. You know, that was it. That's the kind of a fan I am. But even more so than the Eagles or the 76ers or the Flyers, I kind of root for the Phillies in my own very limited way. And while whether they win or lose makes no difference to me one way or the other, at the end of the day, it doesn't make me richer. It doesn't make me poorer. Other than that momentary, yay, that's it. That's the kind of a fan I am. Now, I grew up with the Phillies, and I was probably a much more involved fan when I was younger. I remember the, the disappointment of 1964 where the, everybody thought they were going to the World Series. They had, what, an 11-game lead with 13 games less to play, something like that, and they blew it. They were in, I remember seeing tickets printed that people had bought because they were so confident that the Phillies were going to go to the World Series. And I remember the, the team of my youth, the team of my teenage years, was perpetually in the cellar. They were the last place team or just about the last place team. They were not a team to be really proud of. And I even remember when they finally did win for the first time the World Series in 1980, I was in Bluefield, West Virginia. What did they care about the Phillies? And I went around blowing my horn. Yay, 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 the Phillies won. Okay, I was probably a little bit more enthusiastic, and I might have been drinking. Um, and I got pulled over, and I said to the cop who pulled me over, the Phillies won. He said, the who? <laughs> but growing up in the Philadelphia area, as a young man, it was natural to root for the Phillies. So even though now I have moved and the team that I should root for is the home team. It's the Tampa, Tampa Bay Devil Rays or Rays. I always get that wrong. I, I said, I'm not a big fan. Don't hold me in. I still, yay, the Phillies won. I, I say that because I want to get back to that. But I just wanted to kind of set something up. Um, 
In the gospel this morning, Jesus is confronted by two people, two groups trying to trap him, the Pharisees and Herodians. And they wanted to know about the question about paying taxes. Well, I have a very strong opinion about taxes. I am privileged to pay taxes. And I'm privileged because of the amount of taxes that I pay based on what I earn, what I've invested in, and how that is returned to me. I am privileged. I am privileged because I pay taxes on a house that I own outright. I am privileged. I am a member of this country. I'm a citizen of this country. And if how many people have traveled abroad in their life? Do you know the prestige of having a U.S. passport? Okay? It is the same as in this time of Jesus if you were a Roman citizen. Paul when he's being trapped by the people, his own people in, in Jerusalem about what he has said, he declares, I am a Roman citizen, therefore I have to be taken to Rome and tried. There was a privilege in this day of being a Roman citizen as we have a privilege today being a citizen of the United States. And that privilege came even more profound this week when one of my former colleagues from the Philadelphia area who was in the Holy Land on a conference between the Jews and the Christians where the conflict broke out and she was stranded in Bethlehem. And she shot a picture where she was inside the church of the, the church where Jesus, the Holy Sepulchre, I believe that one is. Is that the one where Jesus was? The, the birthplace of Jesus, there's a cathedral built on top of it. When I visited there, the crowds were like this. She showed a picture, it was empty inside. But because she had a U.S. passport, she was in one of the first groups that was able to get out of Israel, go into Jordan, and come home safely. There is a privilege to that. Just as in the days that Jesus was born, there was a privilege of being a Roman citizen. And those who were cooperating with Rome, and we have two groups named there this morning. The Pharisees were doing well because of the peace and the stability that the Romans brought with them. They were doing well, as were the Herodians, because the, the throne of the Israel king or emperor was protected by the Romans. So they were doing well too. So you have two groups that are doing very well, and they want to know if it's all right if, you pay ta if they pay taxes. And Jesus calls them a bunch of hypocrites and points out, Whose, king, whose face and whose name is on that coin? It's because of the emperor that you are doing very well right now. Not all people are doing well. In fact, taxation among the, the poor and those who were subsistence farming was odious because tax collectors were more shakedown artists, kind of what you would picture in a mafia movie where they go into a restaurant and say, you have to pay protection or some bad things are going to happen. Much more like that. But for the two groups that brought the coin, they made, he made the point. Whose picture, whose name is on this coin? You're doing well, so why are you complaining about paying taxes? I'm doing well. I have no complaint about paying taxes. In fact, it bothers me when I hear that people who are do making multi-billion dollars a year are paying a percentage way lower than what I pay every day. 
and the more and more that people who seem to have the best blessing, the best blessing of our culture want to avoid the responsibility. I want good highways. I want good schools. I want a functional government. And I'm willing to pay for it. But those who have been blessed the most seem they want to pay the least. And yet, we hear today about taxing. The poor need to have skin in the game. Let me inform you, the poor have more skin in the game than the billionaires. Because the poor, well, the poor don't pay real estate taxes. Well, if you're renting a house or renting an apartment, you better believe you're paying the taxes that the landlord's paying, and you're paying a higher rate. And every fee and every charge that you get, every bit of sales tax, you pay an equal amount. When you pay to register your car at, down there at Pasco County, it doesn't matter whether it's a whoopty that's barely driving or it's a Lexus. You pay the same registration fee as you pay the same License fee, whether you own one car or a fleet of cars, your license costs you the same. The poor have more than their share of skin in the game when it comes to taxes today. That's all I have to say about that. So Jesus responds to them, give to Caesar, give to the emperor what is the emperor's, and give to God what is God's. Well, what is God's? What is, what is God's? Does God need your, your money? <laughs> I don't. When we, does, does God need your gold? God created the gold. The month that came to us by virtue of our labors and our wisdom of how we trade and how we manage our finances. Does God need that? Okay, what, what is God's? Now, depending on where you are in your faith, you might think, well, if I divide off a portion of what's mine and I give it to God, then that becomes God's. And if that's where you're at, that's fine. I get so tired of this cord. But see, I've learned and I've taken a different view. What is God's? Everything. Everything. Every, every drop of water, every grain of sand, every molecule of oxygen or nitrogen or hydrogen or any other trace gas that's in the air, every living being from the lowliest single cell organism to every human being is God's. Everything is God's. In my denomination, we have an expression that God is still speaking. How do we know that God is still speaking? Because every moment of creation comes into being because God has spoken. So how do we know that God's still speaking? Wait a minute. God must still speak because we're still here. Okay, God shuts up and creation's done. That is where I've gotten to in my understanding. So then... If everything is God's, all we are, all we do, all the talents that we've been blessed with, whether we are in good shape or in poor shape in our life, it's all still God's. Every child that we bring into this world, when we baptize him, we say we are now dedicating this child to God, and we're dedicating our life to raise this child knowing God. Everything is God's. And that's why when I say about stewardship, the money that we put in the plate is the easy part. It's giving of our time and giving of our talents. Because 
You could be a very, very wealthy church, but if you have, don't have people who are willing to give of their time to come here and help out in any which way that we do, to give of their talents. Here's a perfect example of a group of people that give of their talents. They're giving of their talents of a voice. Vicki has a wonderful gift for finances, and while I keep telling her this is a soul-sucking position, she keeps taking it on because this is a talent that she gives. Chris was ex kind of upset with me on Thursday, upset about the Martha Mary scenario. She says, I know, I'm a Martha, I'm a Martha. I said, well, thank God we have Marthas here, those who are willing to make sure that the meals are set up and the church is ready and there's elements on the table for communion. Thank you for all the Marthas. I just invite you to become merry every once in a while. Everything that we have is God's. Everything belongs to God. And how do we recognize that? And how do we celebrate that? Because God gave everything for us, including his son, so that we can always be in a relationship with God. And yes, there is great mystery in how we live into that relationship. But in that great mystery, there is great joy and there's great discovery. And there is not one point in your life, not one point in your life, where you're not going to be able to grow more deeply in your faith and your relationship with God. Because of what God's done for us on that cross, we are all welcomed to come into the Holy of Holies. Amen. I was there to hear your morning cry. I'll be there when you are old. I rejoice the day you were baptized to see your life unfold. I was there when you were but a child with a faith to suit you. In a blaze of light you wandered off To find where demons dwell When you heard the wonder of the word I was there to cheer you on You were raised to praise the living Lord To whom you now find someone to share your time and you join your hearts as one I'll be there to make your verses run from dusk till rising sun in the middle ages of your life not too old Shut your weary eyes. I'll be there.
days where things are coming and going in my head. The reason I told that story about being a Phillies fan, I have come to the realization, acceptance, that much of our culture regards their relationship with God like I say I'm a Phillies fan. Yay, God, and obey. And that was a point I missed, so I apologize. Now, your turn. (laughs) In Christ, you have heard the word of faith, the gospel of salvation. We believe in him him and are marked with the the seal of the the promised Holy Spirit. Spirit. I'm going to invite the bulk of you to sit down, and those who are going to be taking part of the baptism, please come forward at this time. You're fine. You're good where you're at. Okay. In holy baptism, our gracious Heavenly Father liberates from sin and death by joining us to the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are born children of a fallen humanity, and in the waters of baptism, we are reborn as children of God and inheritors of eternal life. So this is a drowning. I make this point. People say, that's what it is. The old self is being drowned. By water and the Holy Spirit, we are made members of the church, which is the body of Christ. And as we live with him and his people, we grow in faith and love and obedience to the will of God. Now, Julie and Mark, who are you presenting this morning? Mason. And you receive him to receive the holy, the sacrament of holy baptism. You say, I do. I do. Okay. In Christian love, you have presented this child for holy baptism. You should therefore faithfully bring him to the services of God house and teach him the Lord's Prayer, the Creed, and the Ten Commandments. You realize you're getting all this role job on you right now. This is part of being the sponsor. See, if they don't bring him to church, you need to bring him to church. Well, yeah, but you're making the promise now besides him, okay? As he grows in years, you should place in his hands the Holy Scriptures and provide for his instruction in the Christian faith that living in the covenant of his baptism and in communion with the church, he may lead a godly life until the day of Jesus Christ. Do you promise to fulfill these obligations? I do. Okay. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. The Lord be with you and also with you. It is right to give the Lord thanks, our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. Holy God, holy Lord, gracious Father, we give you thanks for in the beginning your spirit moved over the waters and created the heaven and earth. By the gift of water you nourish and sustain all living things. By the waters of the flood you condemned the wicked and saved those whom you had chosen, Noah and his family. You had led Israel by the pillar of 
cloud and fire through the sea out of slavery and into the freedom of the promised land. In the waters of the Jordan, your son was baptized by John and anointed with the Spirit. By the baptism of his own death and resurrection, your beloved son has set us free from the bondage to sin and death and has opened the way to the joy and freedom of everlasting life. He made water a sign of the kingdom of the cleansing and rebirth. In obedience to his command, we make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Pour out your Holy Spirit so that those who are baptized may be given new life. Wash away the sin of all these who are cleansed by the water and bring them forth as inheritors of your glorious kingdom. To you we give him praise, honor, and worship through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and the Lord, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Okay. You ready? Here we go. You ready? Are you going to show me how well you sing? Okay. Mason, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You did really well. God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for freeing your sons and daughters from the power of sin and for raising them up to new life through this holy sacrament. Pour out your spirit upon Mason and the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might and the spirit of knowledge and fear the Lord, the spirit of your joy in your presence. Amen. Now, if you want to take him back... Okay. Here you go. This is another. This is slimy. I don't blame you if you cream on this one. Amazing. I mark you now with the sign of the Holy Spirit. You are sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. And you can say, Amen. Now, one more thing here. Let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. There, you can take that candle. Now, I have one question of the congregation. Do you, the congregation here, promise and pledge to support, encourage, acknowledge, and grow with Mason and his family in, of his, in his baptism? And if so, say, I do with the help of God. Through baptism, God has made this new brother a member of the priesthood we all share in Christ Jesus, that we may proclaim and praise 
God and bear his creative and redeeming world to all the world. Let's welcome into our family our newest member, Mason McNair. Okay, and you can blow that candle out. And the, the thing that we're supposed to do is light that on the anniversary of his baptism every year. And what it's going to do is going to go in a drawer somewhere. Did you clap? Good. It'll go in a drawer somewhere, and you'll find it years later. But that's a good time to light it, too. Okay, and here is a... You have a certificate of baptism. Hang on to this. This is an important document. And uh, here... You can hold on to that. And did you want me to bless that? Yeah. Okay, Lord, every time he wears this cross, may be reminded of his connection to you through Jesus Christ. And let you get a little dried up here now. How's that feel? Does that feel better? Okay. Okay. You can return to your seats. Ah. I invite those who are able to stand. So living together in trust and hope, let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into heaven. The third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the forgiveness of sins, in the body, and a life everlasting. Amen. We do each week rather than using those prayers that are printed and they're excellent prayers 
take them home, use them if you need to have words when you pray, um, and they're great for that. But I really believe that when we offer our prayers of the people, that they are our prayers from the people. And we divide them up into joys and concerns. So I want to start with joys. Do we have, well, this is a joy. Thank you, Mason, and thank you, Alicia, and Mark, and Julie, and bringing your child and bringing all these people and being so un-Lutheran and sitting in the front of the church. <laughs> that is a wonderful joy. Do we have other joys that we want to share today? This afternoon, I'm going to get to celebrate the first birthday of my 33rd or 34th grandchild. Whoa! Good morning. I have two. Uh, I'm thanking God because I got sick a couple of weeks ago. It came on like lightning and knocked me down for a full week. It was COVID and it was really bad, so please, everybody, take care of yourselves. I'm glad that I'm back. And while I was knocked down, I had my seventh great grandchild. His name is Jaden. He was eight pounds, 10 ounces, and he's gorgeous. I like, uh, good morning. I like you guys all witness. I got brave this morning. Four grandkids, including the three year old I took this morning. All right. God bless me. Amen. <laughs> Other joys. I went to a continuing ed event. Uh, every year, the bishop invites, and as he said, it's really not an invitation. It's like, I'm going to make it nice, you come. But it's a continuing event. We had three days that we were up at the Methodist Retreat Center in the center of the state. And our speaker was the Reverend Dr. Todd Balsinger, and he was talking about adaptive leadership. And it was one of those, he was an excellent speaker. He was an excellent presenter. But the crux of his talk was because of the pandemic, churches are really struggling even more now than beforehand. We're not. And what he was talking about adaptive leadership is many of the stuff, stuff things that we have been doing together here to move our church into a new day, into a new culture. And as I said to the council on Thursday evening, we had our meeting, it's us, we working together, that puts this church, this little church here, in one of the better shapes of any other churches within the, uh, the synod here. So while there's still much to do and much to learn, we've already started down that path. We are canoeing through the mountains, as the one book said. So I want to raise that up in joy and give yourselves a round of applause for being adaptive. Now, we have some concerns. Sandy, are you going to share your concern this morning? Take the mic up there. Yes, I asked for your prayers for my husband, Carl, who's in the hospital at Bayonet Point. He's got a lot of health issues right now, so please pray for him. Other concerns, things, people, places, 
situations we're lifting in prayer. Back in the back there. That's so good to have young people in church. I'm asking for prayers for a young police officer from Virginia. It was in the papers and stuff. His name is Anthony LaPiana, and he was at an accident scene, running an accident scene, and there was a motorcycle chase. They came down the street, and, well, he ended up in the hospital with a fractured skull, and his leg was in bad condition. They had to put a rod. We were concerned for a while, but now he's gotten out of the hospital, and I'd just like to have some prayers for him so that he can continue to get better. He's going to be a new dad for the first time in four months. So I just ask for prayers for him. Thank you. Okay. Any other concerns that we want to lift up today? Yes, right here. Yes. Hello. Uh, my concern is, uh, first off, it's nice to meet another Phillies fan who is enthusiastic as I am. <laughs> Yay. But I have a little grandson who has thalassemia, and that's a disease where your body does not produce any red blood cells, and he needs a transfusion every three weeks. And he's in CHOP in Philadelphia, as you know. And he's undergoing a procedure where... Uh, getting a bone marrow transplant, basically, and uh, he'll be able to produce his own red blood cells at the end of the process. But right now, he's going through a little trying period where his liver is acting up. He's getting fluid on his one lung, and uh, he's a little down and out, but uh, he's a little tough guy, and uh, he'll come through it. Okay. So thank What's his name? His name is Lachlan Willison. Lachlan Willison? Yes, okay. and my daughter adopted three Chinese children, and he's the youngest one, and he's, okay. uh, he's putting up a good fight. Okay, Lachlan. Any other concerns that we want to lift up this morning? Pastor, I, I know we mentioned it last week, but as the world keeps turning and going on and on and on, we want to pray for everyone in the re Ukraine and Israel just that this this craziness stops we we need the lord to intervene somehow and just make this stop it's not it's just not yes praying for peace any others yes joy parker i just wanted to see him run <laughs> Actually, I don't have a concern. I wanted to commend this family for being here, all the people that are here to support this family. I just think that's a wonderful thing. A lot of people don't have that. And um, I think God bless you for being here for this. Any others? Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we lift joy and thanksgiving, especially this morning for the presence of Mason and his family, that we can celebrate this most important sacrament, this joining of another child, another person to your family. 
Lord, we lift up all those blessings that you've bestowed upon us this week for health and safety and joy and community, Lord. Lord, we also lift up those concerns that we've expressed, those people who have been injured, those who are fighting for a new life with a new treatment, Lord. We lift up all the places in the world where there's violence. We lift up the souls of the people who do not know safety when they go to sleep at night, as well as those who live among us who also go to sleep afraid and worried and with anxiety about what will come tomorrow. Lord, we pray all this always, trusting and hoping in your goodness and the goodness of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And let the people say, Amen. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. And also with you. I invite people to share a sign of Christ's peace. And then, like Lee reminded us, COVID's still out there. So work your way over to the sanitation stations and take off anything that wasn't peace.
I'll invite everybody to be seated. You're up, Doris. I'm coming. Good morning. Uh, this is why I give. I grew up in a small town in Texas, and my parents took me to church every Sunday for Sunday school and the main service and also youth service in the evening and Sunday night service and another service on Wednesday night and any revival that we could find. Hallelujah. <laughs> I also remember my daddy making out checks for the tithes, and I was always given some change to put in my Sunday school uh, fund, and it made me feel very grown up and proud. Then I grew up and got a job while still living at home, and although it wasn't high paying, it was a lot of money to me. And I forgot all about tithing, instead buying all the clothes I could. Then at 19, I got married to the wrong man that I had believed to be a different person, claiming he wanted to become an ordained minister. Well, he was far from qualifying for the, that position. If he wrote a check for tithe, it would bounce. We were divorced after three years of confusion and mistrust. After that, I lived alone for many years, didn't attend church, but finally, after, after marrying again, I felt a pull to go back to my roots and start attending church again. I wanted to sing, and I found a wonderful church and a group of amazing people that I will never forget and yes, I began tithing and realized just what it meant to give. The church cannot survive without our tithing. There's no huge corporation to back us. So we give to keep the doors open, feed the hungry, and nourish our souls in so many ways. It's just a small thing we can do. And I've seen lives changed and sparkle return to weary eyes after all the ups and downs of my life, I still believe in the church and paying tithes. Our tithing is just a little thing we can do, and it's nothing compared to what Jesus gave for us. That's why I give. Oh, man. Thank you.
pray the offering prayer as one voice. God of power, God of plenty, all things belong to you. We bring your gifts to the table that all might be fed. Form us into the body of your beloved, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death in the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so, with all the choirs of angels, the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their ending hymn. in which he was betrayed, that very special night for us, he started out by taking up the bread, and he gave thanks for it, and then he broke it, and then he shared it with his disciples, and he explained, take and eat of this. This is my body, and it's given for all of you. Do this. Whenever you do it, remembering me. Also, on that same night, he took the cup. And after he had given thanks, he gave it and passed it around. And he said, for all of you, gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup, this cup is the new covenant, the new promise, the new relationship that God is making in my blood. It's going to be shed for you, and it's going to be shed for all people, for all place and all time, no exceptions for the forgiveness of sin. And when you do this, do it and remember me. Amen. Amen. And now let us be so bold as to say the words as we've been taught by our Savior. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from sin. For the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We invite all to this communion table. And there's three ways in which you can take it. 
you can come forward when you're invited. I will hand you a piece of bread, which you can then dip or intinct into either cup. The cup with the dark liquid is wine. The cup with the lighter liquid is grape juice. You can also, if you're still worried about germs and transmission, which is fine, we have individual elements set up in the back that you can partake of. So rather than coming forward, go back if you haven't gotten them already. Or if you want to receive from the bread and the loaf, but you're unable for whatever reason to come forward, I will invite there at the end anybody who would like to come to come forward or to anybody who would like to receive, and I will come to them because God always comes to us first. Um, if you're coming today and you have children and they haven't received instruction, if somebody puts their hand out, they're getting a piece of bread. So if you would rather your children not receive yet, just tell them to cross their hands and they will receive a blessing. Um, we also have instructions in the back. If you want to take communion out, you can take the elements that are left in the back and take it to those who are shut in. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Come to the hungry feast, hungry. 
Let us pray the prayer after communion as one voice. Blessed be your name, O God, for we have feasted on your word, Christ Jesus, the joy and delight of our hearts. Strengthened by this food, send us to gather the world to your banquet, where none are left out and all are satisfied. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now, the God of glory, Jesus Christ, name above all names, and the Spirit who lives in you, bless you now and forever. Amen. in you.